What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the J-Ham Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons and & Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. My name is John, I'll be the host for this episode of Warhammer Wednesday, where I love to talk about Warhammer 40k and Warhammer 40k Kill Team. This episode specifically is going to be focused on playing games smaller than the Combat Patrol 25 power level that Games Workshop has set up in their open play, match play, and narrative play missions. This started off as just kind of a little bit of a thought experiment and a challenge for myself to see how small can you get to make sure you can still play the game of Warhammer 40k and actually make it feel like it's playing 40k. I'm here to actually tell you that my opinion differs than what Games Workshop happens to have. So whether or not you are a brand new player getting started with a small force, and maybe that's all you have, or you're somebody who is an seasoned and experienced veteran of Warhammer 40k, and you just want to learn how to either introduce new people to smaller games, or play them yourself just due to time restrictions, go ahead and join me on how to play games of Warhammer 40k under a combat patrol limit. So this whole idea, this thought, this venture I've gone down around playing with games smaller than Combat Patrol came from meeting the basic rules. Now, whether or not you're getting the rules from the Games Workshop Warhammer 40k app, you have maybe the actual core rulebook, the free rules you can get from Warhammer Community, wherever. It states under the army section that Warhammer 40,000 is designed to be played with armies of a certain size. If the combined power rating of all the models you and your opponent want to use in the battle is less than 15 or greater than 300, you might find that Kill Team or Apocalypse respectively better suits the scale of game. You can find out more about these games on warhammer-community.com. Now, thinking about what Games Workshop is saying here in this little statement is just stating that, you know, a combined is between both players. But for the longest time, I took this as a scenario saying, well, if you're personally playing with less than 15 power level, you shouldn't be playing Games Workshop's Warhammer 40k at all. You should be playing probably Kill Team. Or if you're playing with those huge games, you should be playing Apocalypse. You know, you should not be playing 40k. And part of that is because Warhammer 40k has a certain way that you play, a certain dynamic that you're looking to get out of the game itself. And it just simply doesn't work if you have way too few models or way too many models. Either your games will be extremely long or they will be extremely short and not even worth while for setting up the game board and playing with the models. So I decided to put to the test, how small of an army can you build to still have the full Warhammer 40k experience and have a good time with it? And what are some different characteristics that kind of come with each of those smaller armies that make it still feel like you're playing a larger scale of 40k? So I did what any sane man would do. I took six of my different combat patrol armies and shrunk them down to at least half or just about that range. I started first with Games Workshop's idea of 15 power level. And believe it or not, depending on the army you're building and just the way you're making up your list, you can get to 15 power level pretty stinking easily without having to buy way too many boxes. I decided to do a little bit of kit bashing with a space reinforce I had and gave myself a librarian with a jump pack and then got myself a Primaris Lieutenant, and then a group of Assault Intercessors. That brought me up to 14 power level. It was a still pretty decent army. I had access to every phase of the game, so including the Psychic phase, and then also had the ability to have um, some nice models that were just cool characters that were really kind of overpowered and over the top. And my idea was that, hey, this is a pretty good starter army that if I want to teach anybody how to play, they can use this thing, have access to every point of the game, and really understand how to make the phases of the game work for themselves. And I did this with the idea of also offloading some of my other extra models that I just had laying around since Space Marines isn't necessarily my 
primary force that I play anymore. So I thought, okay, maybe I can go even smaller. So I decided to bring out the orcs. And uh, yeah, I was able to get 12 power level orcs by having one weird boy as my HQ, one group of boys, and then one group of storm boys to be that fast attack that can fly all around the battlefield and kind of capture objectives or just, you know, tank some of my opponent a little bit. I did a similar thing with the Necrons where I had uh, taken the Recruit Edition and decided to bring out that Royal Warden, one group of Warriors, and then one group of the Scarabs. And that got me around 12 power level as well. And then, of course, I did Heretic Custodes around 13 power level, and then I tried my Custodes, which uh, did not really work in my favor. Uh, that was closer to like 19 power level, because if I was just running a Shield Captain at the 6 power level, and then a single group of three custodian guard, I was sitting around 13. And they honestly just didn't really feel like a force or an army. You could play with that if you wanted to, but it just didn't quite feel right. And it felt like a super duper beginner army where there's no tactical prowess. You just simply move the same unit forward every single time. And the game had no changes or dynamics that would really alter the game. And then, of course, my favorite faction rolled around, and my Astra Militarum, I found out that I could actually build a small little force with 9 power level by taking what effectively counted as a Vanguard detachment, where I brought myself a company commander as my HQ, and then I brought two command squads and then a Master of Ordnance. The command squads were just packed full of special weapons, um, so I did multiple grenade launchers, multiple flamers, and then boom, I had two different command squads with those special weapons, had myself a company commander's HQ, had a master ordinance to kind of play that larger, like, let's blow the opponent up, and it was actually quite a bit of fun. I did end up changing it up and decided, hey, I don't want to do a vanguard attachment, I'd rather do a patrol detachment to really kind of help some of those people getting started and say, hey, can I do this? And yeah, I did the company commander, one infantry squad, so I had a legal patrol detachment, and then of course I brought the Master of Ordnance, which is just one of my fan favorite pet units to bring in the game, and then a Chimera, and that brought me to 12 power level. That is three different units plus a vehicle unit, all for 12 power level. So not every army is built equally, but it can be done, and I feel like a few of the different characteristics I saw out of these lists was the fact you were playing with at least three or more units. Furthermore than that, out of the different units, you have character units, which help kind of build up the 12 power level that I was really aiming for, if not more than that. But you have to have at least one unit of like mass troops, somebody that is going to be going to take objectives and be multiple bodies. You're moving across the battlefield to help be your core of the army. So for the Necrons, it was my warriors. For the Custodes, it was my custodian guard. The Orcs was my boys, my Space Marines Assault Intercessors, the Heretic Stardays, I could either use the Cultists or just the Chaos Marines, which Chaos Marines is really where I felt like they were the strongest, and then of course, my Astro Militarum, it was my Infantry Squad. So with this revelation in mind, I decided, hey, I'm going to use these different armies and kind of use their different tactics, and I'm going to play some small, super small versions of the game of 40k. Now, I played it on the normal 44 by 30 inch board that you're required to play for Combat Patrol. That's the size of the board you have on there. Well, I thought to myself, well, since I'm playing roughly about half the size I would normally play for Combat Patrol, I can use a Kill Team board. Why not? And it worked out marvelously. 
The thing is, is when you're playing with a 44 by 30 inch board, it's you can still play with that if you want to, but you have a lot of open space. And if anything, it could be a little bit difficult to have more of your charging armies move up the board and do what they need to do. Now, it could still be done, and I had plenty of fight phases, especially with my orcs and my heretic astartes and those space marines. They all really like to get up close and personal. But my necrons and my guardsmen, they kind of had a hard time with actually getting in that combat because... They, they died and so they decided to sit back they started to shoot at the opponent that was really where they had their best success at there by making the board a little bit smaller it made it feel a little bit better and then something that just kind of peaked in my mind is like well, i'm using a kill team board but i'm playing 40k i'm not playing kill team where i'm moving around every individual model but rather it's a lot less of a load and to be frank it was a lot of fun i feel like out of the games Kill Team is a blast to play. Whether or not you're playing the new edition of 2021's version, or if you're playing 2018, which is still just one of my favorite versions of Kill Team, you still get to play Warhammer 40k 9th edition at this super small level and not have to be worried about having to bring the biggest group of models. So if you're somebody who is a budget player where maybe you don't have a bunch of models or you like to have a bunch of small squads or maybe you already play Kill Team and you want to upscale yourself up to Warhammer 40k, it can be done. You don't need to go out and buy a gigantic army. You can still play on the smaller scale, but play with the 40k rules. And honestly, as now a seasoned 40k player, it actually was a lot of fun to bring these smaller lists because then I had to really figure out, okay, what's the best take all comers list that I can fit into a 12 power level list? And the real reason that I felt like 12 power level was a good place to be at, I would say 12 to 15 is kind of the sweet spot for small games. I wouldn't necessarily go smaller. I would try to stay within that range, but you usually in most cases would have at least three different units you can move around the battlefield. Custodes, they're a weird blend. Titans, of course, they're going to be a weird blend as well, too. But you have this awesome opportunity to bring multiple different bodies to the table. You may only have like a few units to move around, so it's less of a load for you. But it's really cool to bring it down and say, hey, this is my specialized team. They operate as one unit and they do what I actually want them to do. And then later down the road, you can upscale them to play bigger games. Now, the other reason why I really like the 12 power level idea of things is because I also play with the open play or open war mission pack, which is essentially the open play version of playing 40K randomized. You have different maps, different deployment zones, different objectives, and also these different twists and ruses and sudden death aspects that are brought to the game when you're playing with it. And uh, with sudden death, the way that those rules work is if you were to have those cards available to you, if you had a player that was half of the starting force of the opponent, they would be able to have a sudden death card. It's almost like a secondary objective that really helps them win the game because they are playing with a whole lot less models. Now, the design team was primarily saying, well, yeah, if you're playing a combat patrol 25 power level army and your opponent is playing an incursion force at the 50 power level side of things, then yeah, bring this bad boy out and your opponent has more than double what you have, then yes, get the sudden death, make your job a little bit easier. But for a lot of newer or aspiring players, you probably maybe don't even have a full combat patrol. Maybe you've got one box or maybe you've just started assembling a combat patrol box then yes, this is a good place for you to get started and still be able to play the game of 40k and still win some games. 
Heck, even in the main core rule book on the Eternal War side of things for open play, there's even a mission on there. I believe it's called Death or Glory. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but that one, the way it works is that you have two different opponents going head to head, two different sides. And one of the sides is half of the size of what your opponent is playing. And if they survive the battle, they win the game. If your opponent completely obliterates and tables you, then they win the game. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. It's a killy focus objective or a stay alive focus objective. And it can be a lot of fun to jump into and play without having to have a grandiose, gigantic army. Now, to be fair, some of my missions were sad hammer missions. So I was playing myself these small forces, but it went really stinking quick as far as being able to roll dice, know exactly what my models do, and really help the pace of the game overall, I was able to get these things knocked out really quick. I would say, honestly, it was like maybe 30 minutes, and that's including game time and actually building the terrain up and knowing what mission I'm playing and capturing all the command points and the victory points and everything that I was doing for the games I was playing. It was a lot of fun. I was able to play a lot of 40k, and honestly, I think it's a good place to get started. Not only is it a good place to get started, but it's a good place to stay because there is a lot of variability on there. And then, if you want to continue to build your forces up and have a bigger army, you want to make it to combat patrol, you can still play with your friends who have less. You can kind of mix and match, kind of similar to how Magic the Gathering you have a sideboard in a lot of your decks where you say, Oh, I'm going against this matchup, so I want to make sure I'm bringing these specific models. You can do that. You can kind of tailor your smaller list to fit what your opponent might be playing, similar to how the new kill team does it with their roster system. But instead of having to learn a whole new game set, instead of having to jump down to a super small level or have to worry about small little minute details that the kill team games kind of got caught up on, you could still play 40k and have some fun on the small scale. Some other ideas that I started thinking about brainstorming here as I was playing with my buddy Sam and teaching him how to play 40k, we were playing with the smaller forces as well. Now, he was brand new to the game. He was playing orcs, and I believe it was 17 power level is what he had available to him. And I brought a space marine force of 17 power level as well. And that game was honestly a blast. I had a fast attack option. I had an HQ option and I had a troops option. He had two different HQs. He had himself um, a heavy support and he had himself a normal like troops option. And it was a pretty good dynamic game. He lost models. I lost a few too. And he ultimately won the game because he took the most objectives. He played aggressively with those orcs and he did a freaking good job at it too. And so I started really thinking, okay, well, what if I started introducing this game to more people and playing more on this small scale? I can then maybe play games like multiplayer games. I started thinking about the commander format for Magic or even like a D&D side of things where maybe you have like one big bad evil guy or big bad evil faction and then you pit them against your opponents. You do like a two-headed dragon or just a multiplayer thing where maybe it's free-for-all or maybe it's 2v2 or maybe a 1v3 arch enemy style thing that could be a fun way to play 40k with these smaller forces. So you tell your buddy, okay, you bring 12 power level, I'll bring 12 power level, and we'll be a team together to take down our opponent, who might be playing an actual combat patrol. And then you can slowly but surely scale up your games if you want to do that, or you can stay on the smaller scale of things too, and still not make it feel like it's super weighted down. That was my biggest kind of controversy and kind of thing I was upset with some of the different like commander and brawl formats that Magic the Gathering had. 
Instead of a 60-card deck limit, it was a 100-card deck limit. Instead of a fast, quick, and efficient focus, it was a lot more of a casual, hey, I'm just going to dink around and play some crazy stuff, but I'm also going to stop everything that you're doing as well and really drag this game out. I'm not a big fan of games that last three to four hours. I'm more of a fan of games that I can get knocked out within a couple hours if not shorter than that, and have a lot of fun and be able to say, hey, let's re-rack, let's replay, let's shuffle up, and let's play another game. And that's where I feel like playing with a smaller scale of Warhammer 40k is a good and valid option. And you don't necessarily need to jump down to a smaller game like Kill Team. You can still play 40k and still have a blast with playing with fewer models. This also opens up the opportunity to jump more into narrative play. The thing is, is with narrative games and narrative missions for 40k, is you put a lot of time and energy in crafting the backstory and the ideals of your different units on the battlefield. That's one cool thing with Kill Team is you can kind of give them different weapons and special relics and everything, but honestly, just by playing the games, there's a lot that goes into it. But with 40k 9th edition, you can really make up different scenarios saying, hey, well, now we have one where I have my leader and maybe a troop here. Oh, and we've captured these enemies and stuff where we save these prisoners and so you add more people to your squad and now you've got a bigger group and bigger group and you can just kind of escalate it up over time you can build a narrative and you can build a story with the smaller scale games and you can also swap things in and out again akin to that roster system you had for kill team finally the last point that i feel like is a really solid option for this is just the fact that you can buy smaller boxes and be able to play the game you don't need to hit 25 power level. You can play smaller than that. You can pick up a box or a two boxes or whatever you feel like for your forces and be able to play the game. It makes it easier to move stuff around. You can have yourself a small little carrying case for your entire force. And then you can also bring everything else you need as far as your dice and your tools and whatever else you feel like bringing to the game store, to the basement or to your buddy's house, wherever the heck you're going to go play and have a good time without having to overwhelm yourself or really think too much about the logistics of playing this game. But anyway, that's my ideas around playing with smaller games than Combat Patrol for 40k and why you might want to do it and how it's even possible. And I can tell you from experience, I've had a lot of fun with it. I've played super small games, like I've played 9 power level versus 9 power level. You took two different guard forces to face each other. It was a lot of fun. But not every army is going to have that opportunity for you. So just know that you can scale your games up as you see fit. If you want to be somebody who builds your small little army up to a combat patrol and then up to an incursion and then up to the strike force games, which I've played a few strike force games, not a lot, but my primary focus I've been playing in combat patrol and incursion style games just for the space that I have. But playing even smaller than combat patrol is a lot of fun. And I definitely recommend you guys have an opportunity to check it out. Now, that's all I have for today's episode. That's really just what I want to talk to you about and share with you too, and hopefully encourage some of you guys and gals out there that maybe don't play the game regularly, or maybe you just want to play with some small little quick snappy games with the models you have on your shelf. Please go ahead and try it out and have some fun with it. Start with the Recruit Edition if you want to and build your armies that way. You get the 12 power level that I was talking about for the Necrons right out of that box. You don't need to do anything different with it. And with the Space Marines, you can tweak it a little bit and maybe buy one more character or something to really kind of flesh out your, your army that you want to have on that small scale. But just know that there's a lot of opportunities for you out there. You get to make it your own and you get to have some fun on the casual side of this game. 
But until the next time, you have fun building up your models, rolling some dice, and I will see you next on the J-Ham Special. Bye. Thank you.